This is 680 CJOB. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Main Ingredient. If you're outside, hopefully you're listening to the radio. If you're inside, I hope you're listening to it, too. Anyways, uh, Baltic Brothers. Have you heard of this product before? No point in me elaborating. Listen to this. Martin. Hello. Bernard. Hi. How's it going? To The Main Ingredient. Thank you very much for having us. We're doing great. It's never a problem. Krista, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Sound person. I'm so excited. Co-host. Look at their samples. I know they poured alcohol and now you're all excited about it. Okay, so let's talk about Baltic Brothers. First, let's describe what it is and then we'll roll back to how it came to be. So we're a craft spirits infusion company. So we teach you how to take your favorite base alcohol that you purchase at the liquor store, infuse it and transform it into a world of different flavors. So the way we do that is we've created a full cookbook, 35 different flavor profiles, and a full kit that gives you all the hardware you ever need to make infusions. And we've taken our more advanced formulas and simplified them down into a pouch. And the pouch goes into a jar. You pour over with a Mickey of your favorite spirit. Three days later, you're going to strain, serve. You have a fully infused cocktail ready to go. I've never heard of this kind of thing. Are there other companies that do this? Like what? How did it, you guys get this It idea? doesn't exist. Yeah. Because in Poland, how it works is you take the infusions and all the ingredients and you infuse it right into the alcohol. Mm-hmm. This is the first time it's actually been put into the dry format and it's a do-it-yourself infusion. Okay. So where did this begin for you guys? This is uh, something that we grew up learning, but it's something that's been in our family for many, many generations, hundreds, hundreds of years back. And it all stems from back in the day when there was a various different government that was kind of controlling the people. They would limit your access to alcohol. And what entrepreneurial, I guess, descendants of ours would do is they would figure out ways to go to the forest, to the garden, to forage, to pick, to infuse these alcohols. And this would actually turn into a bit of a side hustle, extra cash that the family could do and use to survive. And it's been something that's been passed down in our family for multiple generations. And then there is a recipe book, a silverarum, that gets passed down from father to eldest son that teaches the, how wow. do the recipes work and how, like how do you do all the methodologies of all the different infusions. Okay, so back in the day when you, when you guys were kids, you know, you, your parents were taking you out to pick certain things. And, you know, your thoughts at the time were what? What, what, what did you think was going on? Well, it was four in the morning. Or, you know, my dad would knock on the door and he's like, Get up. It's time to go. Let's go. Let's get into the 4LTD. And we did. We jumped in this huge red station wagon. <laughs> and we drive out to a secret location. And to this day, I don't. we don't quite know where it is. Only my dad knows. <laughs> right? And that would be the, the forest. And it's around somewhere around the Pine Falls area because that's where my great uncle, when he came to Canada in the 50s, that's where he emigrated to. And uh, in and around that forested area, there would be wonderful things like mushrooms. There would even be some wild garlic, things like that, blueberries. Junipers were very important to make gins and things like that. And as kids, my dad would just teach us what to pick. And we didn't quite know later on until later on down the line what it was for. For us, it was like we'd receive like mushrooms for the soups that my mom made. And the blueberries would go on our ice cream and things like that. So yeah, hardcore, man. Wow. That would be super fresh when they're making things, right? That's pretty original. It's as fresh as it gets. It's, it's quite amazing to actually pick something and then see it being used. It's a wonderful process. How old were you guys when you realized what it was being used for? Uh, for me, it was probably early teens. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad would have raspberries in the back garden. He would pick them and he would make an infusion when he knew it was my mom's birthday or his birthday or somebody was coming over. All the uncles would come over. So when the uncles would come over, they would share in this malinufka, this, this raspberry liqueur that my dad would make. But my dad has a straight no waste policy kind of thing. Yep. So these spent raspberries that were used for the infusion, he would then macerate with sugar 
and leave that for a couple of days and turn that into a full raspberry syrup that the kids could enjoy on their ice cream. So everybody got a chance to participate and there was no waste left over from any of the byproduct of making the infusions. I've never heard of someone doing that back then. Like that sounds like something that like the dude was way ahead of his time, right? Like, and you said it goes back like decades for, for generations. So in the Polish tradition, Nalefki are just as important as Champagne is to France or Prosecco is to Italy. Poland's actually trying to get the designation uh, because Nalefki means infusions or tinctures. Oh. And these, uh, this is so important in the Polish culture because it's taking something basic and making it better. Taking what you have, what you can grow, what you can do, and tossing it in and trying to make something better. So this has been passed down from generation to generation. And in our recipe book, in, the, in our craft kit, you have the ability to use some of these tools that my dad, the ones that my dad allowed to be put in the book, oh, yeah. uh, to get tossed in. And you get to try. You get to be creative like that. How hard was it to get him to you know, put stuff in that book? When you said, hey, we're going to, obviously you guys are thinking, hey, let's make a business out of this. <clears throat> Well, you gotta, you gotta he used up. to do this back home as a business before he came to Canada. Yep. And when he came to Canada, he was young. He had, well, just myself at the time, a three-year-old came to Canada, knew no English, uh, couldn't continue with the business because he just didn't have the network and the resources. So he shelved it, gave it, gave it up and wanted to support a young immigrant family. So right. he gave up on the dream. So he just recently retired and we're telling him, like, you make these great things. Like, you know, let's help you start a business. We can help you with that. And so... Sorry, getting a little verklempt about that. No, I, you know what? You're, you're saying that, and I'm a dad, right? And my kids are getting older. My oldest is 23. My son is 18. For your kids to actually come up and say that, he must have been, like, completely jacked. He, he was. Like, he just didn't know what to do about it because he's never thought that it would be a possibility. He just kind of gave up on it. So right. we're trying to make his dream come true. Right. And how long have you been doing this now as a uh, business? A year and a half, almost. Technically, a year and a half. This has been my father's dream for 35 years. Right. Since he's been in Canada. So it's it's powerful. It's, it's family. It's yeah. lovely. It's awesome. Right? Is he part is he part of the business? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The hard, hardest part for working with him was all of his recipes are not standardized measurements. Right. It's the <laughs> shape of his hand and how he grasps something. <laughs> and that is not a standard of measurement. Isn't it? What are you talking about? So, yeah, so it's my a little bit like this. So it's a little bit like that. Yeah, my my, my like dad's this? name is Mitrosov. So a Mitrosov hand isn't a form of measurement. So we had to, that's where we came in and standardized it and all stuff. But what, what we did realize there's, there's a bit of uh, science to, to his madness. There is formulations in math that he always followed in these equations and things have been passed on it's so it's part of the recipes there's perfect balances and equations to savory salty sweet and bitter that he always uses whether it's in cooking or in these infusions and this secret equation family equation has never wronged us like my brother can use these equations and extrapolate and make caesars for 400 people and they'll taste just as good as making one caesar but it's all part of that secret right so it's the secret code that's been passed down and are you still getting up at four in the morning to get your ingredients? Yeah, every now and then. We're actually about to start making sausage with my yeah. dad in about two weeks. So that's, really? that's yeah. yeah, full out everything. The casings, the whole deal. He's got a he's homemade a- smoker that he made from a gutted fridge. Yeah. I want to meet this dude. You guys <laughs> no. should have brought this dude with you. Yeah. Seriously, he sounds like the MacGyver of... Oh, he, uh, he'd be red in the face. He, <laughs> like his English is still 30, like 35 years here in Canada and his yep. English isn't, still isn't quite... Uh, where it could be but Who cares? but he doesn't care and he he's he's just loving it the best thing to see is like when we go to these shows and these trade shows my dad will always pop up and he always hide amongst the crowd and the coolest thing to see is when somebody buys his his pouch yeah, yeah. because you can see his eyes light up 
And it's like, that's super cool for us. That must have been good the first time. Like the first person, oh, yeah. like I made a product and someone is giving you money for that product, which is super powerful, right? Like you can't believe that. Well, the most amazing part was actually to, because uh, we partnered up with Capital K. We did a collaboration and we're, we launched a two infused vodkas that are going to be hitting the market pretty soon. They're yep. available at Capital K and they're available through the farmer's markets yep. uh, that we're going to be attending. Uh, but that was the coolest part to be able to actually take him to the distillery, show him like everything, show him the bottling, the everything, show him that it's our family recipe in there. Okay, it's time for a break. And when we return, we're going to talk more with Martin and Bernard from Baltic Brothers about their infusion kits. Be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Main Ingredient. Kevin Bergen here with Krista. Martin and Bernard, owners of Baltic Brothers, have a proud family history from Poland of infusing spirits such as vodka with natural fruit to give it exceptional flavor. Their father has been doing it for years for family and friends, and now the sons have decided to bring it to the masses. Back in the day in Poland, this was frowned upon, so he's still getting used to the idea that it is now legal to do so. Every, every time he's ever done that or anybody in our family's ever done that, they've done it hidden away because they faced uh, persecution. Yeah, so he's not used to doing it outright and just selling it. Like, I can make it and sell it. That's mm-hmm. Oh, he constantly asks, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> yes, Dad. Like, everything's good. Yeah. And he's like, people like it? Yes. People love it. So that's, that's wonderful for us. And what we did is, like, my dad always made, told us to make sure that you have to be as proud as you are of Poland. You have to be as proud of, of Canada. Right. So what we did with the labels and stuff, we implemented a lot of, like, Winnipeg, Manitoba in our labeling, right? So we used things like bits and pieces, the Hermetic Code, legislature lore, and all that stuff. So that's all included in the bottle. So in the bottles have the Golden Boy... They have Lady Manitoba on there. They have all these icons that not all Manitobans even know, and that's part of the secret. We have 20-plus little items on each bottle that kind of give little tidbits and secrets to the power that is the greatest city that we know, Winnipeg. You know what? I I love that, too. I love being happy and proud of where you are, but being equally as proud of where you're from. You know what I mean? And and you don't have to – there is no deciding or choosing. You can be proud of both at the same time, right? Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing, and that's why we really wanted to depict that in the bottle. My brother took so much time, care, and effort designing the bottles. We've designed everything from scratch because we can't – this is our family name. We can't leave anything up to chance. No designer can do it right. That's awesome. I like so, you guys. What do we have oh, here? You- I was just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, enough talking. So, so we have a big, bit of a mix of new and old. Right. So the old is our Baltic bison. So that's our four-generation old family recipe. Uh, when we had it in the pouch, anytime you mixed it, uh, yeah. that's the one, yeah. Anytime you mixed it, it would turn anything and everything into a full-on apple pie. And then you'd have that same aroma, that sweet, <gasps> same sweet vanilla and caramel that you would have as when you were driving out to the cottage and you smell the grasses out by the lakeshore, that same sweetness in a drink. Well, it smells cool exactly like what's, apple pie. What's amazing about Manitoba and Poland is the type of grass that's used only grows in Manitoba or in Poland. That is crazy. Wow. So you mix this with something. We, like all of our infusions, whether it's an infusion, we try to make it so it's not overly sweet. And all you really have to do is mix it with one mixer. So the one I'm serving you right now is just with apple juice. Wow. So it's, it's traditional uh, bison grass vodka with our blend of apple, cinnamon, honey. And it gives it a nice little twist. It gives it that reminiscent of, you know, the cottage times, like driving to the cottage, that smell of the moan hay, and uh, just that apple pie. You could even drink that warm. I know. It's really good. It does good. make a very it, good it hot It works toddy. both ways. It does, yeah. yeah, hot toddy or, you know, so on a slushy with ice. Is, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. 
you get the traditional way what you're drinking right now is a cocktail in Poland called the Charlotka, and it's basically an apple pie. You can serve that same thing with cranberry juice, or what I also do is either ginger ale, or sometimes I'll do half grapefruit juice, half soda. When you go to parties, you must be busy. I am very busy. Yeah, like yeah. if you make one of these, you're screwed. You're making drinks oh, yeah. all night. Yeah, it's it's everybody wants one, and then you hope that they have or you have enough mix for that drink to see how many people you can serve. Okay, so someone buys this. How do they make it at home? So that one that you're trying is one of our first bottled flavors. Yep. So literally, they just take one part, the vodka, the flavored vodka, and then two to three parts mix. So it'd be either cranberry juice, apple juice, grapefruit juice, or ginger ale. And and how do people buy the bottle? So they're available right now at Capital K, the distillery, because we've collaborated with them. So they're helping us. We're taking our four generations of family recipes, and we're combining it with the first uh, grain-to-bottle distillery in Manitoba. So together, I think it's a very strong and powerful partnership. And uh, that's where you can get it first. And also farmer's markets. So we'll be popping up at local markets like Fawn and Cub in uh, in Morden, Manitoba, our very Manitoba Food Fest. Manitoba Food Fest is going to be the the yeah, big it's gonna one be for awesome. us. That's yeah. going to be good. Uh, so there's all throughout all these all these like different markets are going to be popping up. And we're very excited for the for the because it's our first time at the Fort Gibraltar Manitoba Food Fest. So a lot of people are excited to see us. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Let's try number two. Okay. Don't slow down. All right. So number two is the Manitoba Mule. So it's a play, it's more of a modern type of cocktail, but using our dad's old world techniques and formulas to produce it. So it's a mix of ginger, hibiscus, Canadian maple, wild blueberry, and lime. So for those that aren't familiar with the classic mule, mule is just going to be mostly either vodka, gin, your ginger beer, and some lime, either whether it's squeezed or juice. And it's generally a little too sweet for most people's tastes or too spicy. So what this does, this infuses all those flavors straight into the actual alcohol itself, into the vodka. And it creates that mule-flavored vodka where all you really need to do is if you want it a little bit lighter, you add club soda. If you want it a little bit more, you add ginger ale. You don't even need to buy specialty ginger beer or anything else like that. Or if you really want to get fancy, I serve it with a little bit of orange juice. And I take the back of a bar spoon and I pour a little bit of sweet red wine on top. And it looks like a sunset. You're our new best friend. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Like, seriously, this is, you know what? And you said sometimes you you have like ginger beer or whatever, and it's a little too spicy for some people. This is, it gives you just a little bit of spice, but it doesn't bite. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a dance, right? Like, and and that's part of the, like, I mentioned that code, that formulation. It's that, it's a perfect balance. So, what we'll do is I'll teach you how to say cheers in Polish. You don't want to do that. I'm going to mess it up. No, I'll I'll teach you, I'll teach you the shortcut. So, the best, the way you say it is nazdrowie. Nazdropia. You did very good. Very good. So, so for you or for any of the listeners that can't pronounce that, or it's a little bit of a tongue twister, I always tell people to cheat and just to lift up your glass and say "nice driveway" really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so ready? We'll do it. One, two, three. Nice driveway. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah, I dig this. This is really good. It's, the whole point of it is to make it like cocktailing made easy, right? One ounce of our product mixed with a little bit of mix, whether it's apple juice for the Baltic bison or ginger ale or club soda for the mule. It's cocktailing made easy, and you can spend more time talking about the story and the lore and the history on the bottle than spending your time in the kitchen cocktailing. So these two bottles are the ones that you're – do you have just the two with capital K? Yeah, just the two. And then do you have different flavors in the dry – 
We do. We have six different pouches. Okay. Uh, So our pouches are our classic gins. So our Pine Falls gin or gentle gin. They actually start as vodka, but you're actually making your own compound gin. Mm -hmm. Uh, The gin prior to distillation actually has much more complex flavors than when it, after it gets distilled, you lose about 30% of those delicate flavors in that distillation process. So these teach you how to make your gin on your own and you decide how ginny your gin gets you're in control so if you want a juniper forward you leave the berries in if you want a little bit lighter you get to choose how ginny you want it to get and, ju- and just think about it in three days you can be a gym a gin maker like that's to me that is very cool you know what you, you guys remind me of <laughs> you remind me of two perfect dragon's den guests with the perfect product seriously like your, the presentation is good your information is good the story rocks right well, thank you. Well, thank you very much. Like, uh, <laughs> we're just trying to make our dad proud. Best. <laughs> How much are you willing? <laughs> exactly right, right? I love these guys, but I'm never standing beside them again. They are huge, so I look super puny. Anyways, we're going to take a break. And when we return, we're going to talk about some of the drinks you can make with Baltic Brothers infusions when the main ingredient returns. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the main ingredient. Martin and Bernard, owners of Baltic Bros, are here to talk about their kits that will infuse regular spirits with great flavors. So we have a multitude of flavors. We have everything from, and we try, like, like my dad said, you got to bring it back to Canada too, right? You got to give a little bit of props to your, to your new homeland, right? So uh, old-fashioned Winnipeg is our take on a smoke, oak, orange, and cherry finish yeah. to any whiskey or bourbon. Right. Oh, we have okay. Cordon Negroni, right, which is a grapefruit and Italian bitters flavor that can be added to your gins or vodkas. So the nice part about that one, it's very versatile because we're pairing grapefruit and the Italian bitters together. Mm-hmm. So if you were to serve that with grapefruit juice or soda, you're making a pomelo. Sounds delicious. Right? Like it all sounds good. If you serve that with vermouth, you're actually making a full-on Negroni. If you used as a whiskey base and served it with vermouth, you're making a cocktail called a Boulevardier. And it's all from the same pouch. So each pouch can be used with different base alcohols. So the same pouch can be used six different times, six different ways, six different Mickeys of flavored vodka. Yeah, and the pouches were made in such a way that you can take one bottle of vodka and make two separate flavorings, right? So one pouch is equal to half a two-six or a Mickey's worth. So you buy two pouches and a bottle and you can make two separate flavors. That's awesome. That's really good. Well, it it goes back to my dad would be very angry with us if we made people do a cup and a half of this and that and there's waste. He doesn't like that. (laughs) There's no loose ends. The same old rules. New product, same rules. Same rules. The rules don't change. Like uh, whether it comes to branding, explanation, all that stuff, it should be easy for people because you're giving people the tools and everything and it's got to be as good as if he makes it, right? So it's taken a lot of time to get to this level and with all the instructions and all that stuff. But we are offering a product that is custom, but homemade. Love it. So after all those years of your dad making things, different flavors, how do you have a conversation and narrow down the flavors that are actually gonna, you're going to start with? We, we want to bring some of them that are, are classics that are new to North America, mm-hmm. but tried and true for our family. So that's the you know, Baltic bison. That's, that's some of the gin recipes, things like that. But then we look at what's popular cocktailing and then how can we make it simpler. So whether it's your home mixologist or a bartender, imagine being able to go and make an infusion in such a way that all you really need to do is add one mix. That speeds up bar service, speeds up everything else for you at home or you at a bar. Wow, crazy. 
I just imagine the conversation as you're getting the business going with all the recipes that he must have created and all the things you guys know. How do you have a conversation and narrow everything down? It's just like this, there must have been well, quite a bit. Well, it's just a blend, right? Like the, the three flavors that we really started with were the Pine Falls Gin, the Gentle Gin, and the, and the Baltic Bison. Those are the three like most important family recipes. Right. And the Straight Caesar, the Old Fashioned, were things where we'd – make these things for my dad and my dad's like or we'd go to earl's like taking my dad to earl's yep. and he'd be like oh you know this is good but we can do this we can do this and his flavor palette brought so many levels of things we wouldn't even consider like if you open up the old-fashioned there is actually little pieces of wood in there that yeah. give that smoky finish uh the th- the level of care that my father puts to it drying out the oranges making the cherry bitters like no one cares this much anymore and that's why we want to bring this to to the market because the amount of love put into every package it's like baking a cake in each one right you so you're getting a home recipe made by our dad wow i was going to call so. you betty crocker but you know, i don't think like <laughs> how do, where do you find the packages so the packages are available a lot of places uh deluca fine wines uh fourth uh forks trading company fourth winnipeg uh, where else do we have them, Martin? Uh, Gone Scrap and out in Rosburn, Manitoba. We're available online at Cocktail Emporium out of Toronto. So, so we were getting a lot of traction and a lot of attention within Manitoba at a lot of the gift stores and things like that, but also outside of the province. There must be a lot of education, a lot of the storytelling and a lot of the education as to the history of it, you know, because it's, it's like new. It must be really new for people to hear about your product. Because right? there's nothing quite like it on the market, so there's a bit of education to it, but right. once people get... Uh, get a understanding of what's going on like we have some big fans now that like you're taking something basic like say you have that in the cupboard that that bourbon you don't really like or that whiskey you don't like you pour over I'll this fix it. yeah this will fix Got it and that's you. the whole point yeah. of it right yeah. or i don't know how to make a caesar well the straight caesar is pretty easy you just rip it open toss it into a jar pour over the vodka and all the tabasco the worcestershire the pickle brine it's all in there my dad's put in the effort you don't have to like basically, he's boiled down all the flavor of Caesar into one shot. So when we have company over and we want to kind of impress people, we'll take Clamato, we'll freeze it in a big cube, put it in a nice rocks glass. So you have a big red cube in the middle, mm-hmm. and we pour a double of the Caesar over top. I hand it to you, and you're used to a Winnipeg social-style Caesar in a red Solo cup. Right. You taste the cocktail version of it. It's a fully finished Caesar, but you are so baffled on why your cocktail is inside out. And it's, yeah, it's pretty, right? It's something you've never seen before tasting like the way you... But it's reinventing something that people have taken for granted as a Canadian cocktail. Oh, wow. Because you've always had it in the red solo cup with a little bit of rimming, and that's just how you see it. Mm -hmm. So it's taking something Canadian and making it classy. That's awesome. How how does everybody get a hold of you? Like uh, your social media, your website? Social media website. One of the things that we also do is uh, we talked about how we have to tell the story and educate people. Yep. One thing we always tell people every time they buy a pouch from us, we congratulate them for being a part of it. And we tell them, when you go home and you absolutely forgot everything we told you just now, you make the infusion, message us and tell us, hey, I made this with this base alcohol and this is what's in my house. I have company coming over an hour. What do I do? Are you being serious? We do. Oh, yeah. We provide we, that we level of questions service. all the time. And it's amazing. And we show my dad all the time and he just... The internet alone is a very cool thing for him. <laughs> but like the Instagrams of people enjoying cheersing and and he thinks don't blow the guy's mind. You got to do it gently. Like that's that's mind blowing. You know what I'm saying? To him, what it, what's wonderful? He's always been a man that not a rich man, but a man that shares. And to him, to see people cheersing and sharing our product, to him, that's he just wants to see people happy. So it's it's really cool. 
he gets really tickled pink if you if it starts a conversation and you get to tell somebody you made something he feels such a sense of pride in that person's work which is based on his formulas that's awesome. Is he coming to the food fest with you guys? Even though he, guest appearance, he does say hello? like a ghost appearance, right? Because yeah. he's, he's like the Stan Lee, as he says. You. Yeah, he's like as he says, my English not so good, yeah. right? So he'll he'll like ghost appear, he'll pop up, shake hands, and like disappear, like Batman. Ninja Smoke, he's out. Yeah. That's awesome, you guys. Thanks for coming by. Thank, Thank you, you for having so us. much. That was Martin and Bernard, owners of Baltic Bros, that have kits that infuse flavors into regular spirits. Father's Day is around the corner, so what a great gift that would make, huh? Speaking of Father's Day, where are you taking your dad for the big day, or what are you getting him? Let's talk about it after the break. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Main Ingredient. What are you getting your father for Father's Day? Okay, so I'm going to tell you a couple of suggestions of what not to get being a dad myself. Okay, so no ties. If your dad doesn't have a lot of ties, it's not because he can't afford them. It's because he doesn't want or need ties. So no ties. Best dad ever t-shirts. I don't have to explain that one. I know I don't. Okay, so this one's going to sound kind of strange, but I'm telling you, no electronics. And you're thinking, what? No electronics for my dad? And I'm telling you, no electronics unless you know exactly what he wants. I love electronics, and part of that love is doing the research myself to get exactly what I want, which probably means you have no idea what I want, or I probably already have it. So you may want to stay away from electronics. And finally... Do not get him personal hygiene products like nose or ear hair trimmers. You might as well call him straight up nasty to his face. That's literally what that's telling him. What I would suggest is taking him to the common at the Forks for a beer and lunch. The beer and wine selection, it's super awesome. The food selection is killer and you can walk around and shop at the same time or you can sit and actually talk to him. Imagine that, talking to your dad. Or, best yet... There is a new outdoor version of the Common at the Forks, like the Common Bar set up outside, which I had the pleasure of enjoying while talking to Larissa Peck, who's a coordinator of marketing and communications at the Forks. Larissa, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. We're at the Forks. We're at the Common. We are. Let's talk about the Common. Yeah. We're in year two or three. Yeah. And it's supposed to be, this is supposed to be a dead time, but it's really busy down there. It is. It's busy. It's. I mean, it's. We're 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 coming up on summer. The weather is getting nicer. Uh, it makes people kind of want to come out of hibernation and uh, check out what's happening in the city. And I think this is a destination for a lot of locals. Um, and that's what we strive to be, so that uh, when tourists are here, they know uh, what's a good place to check out by uh, local recommendations. Hundred percent. You know what's the best about it is that you can be a tourist in your own city because you come here and there's so many different things that didn't exist before, different food vendors, tons of beer. I love beer. I don't know if you know that I love beer, but I love beer. So it's kind of like a tourist destination for people who live here too, right? Absolutely, yeah. And that's what we strive for at The Common is also to um, have a, a wine and beer list um, available to our guests that maybe they can't find anywhere else in the city. And that's part of why we have Veronique, um, our sommelier, uh, programming that beer and wine list. She's so nice. Um, do people still get caught up in the fact that you can actually buy a drink and wander around? Yeah, absolutely. People, we definitely, we see it all the time. People um, kind of police their sel- themselves. Um, they will buy a, a pint of beer or whatever at the common and then 
they think they have to sit immediately in front of the bar. Right. They think they can't go into the into the other aisle, uh, the other two aisles on the main floor. When actually the entire market is licensed, you can come up here and enjoy this like soft seating area, and uh, you know just relax. Your friends can be drinking coffee. You maybe you even brought you know you brought your own lunch from mm -hmm. home, um, and you're enjoying some snacks with your kids or something. Um, but if, if if a person in your group wants to have a glass of wine, then that's available to you. God bless the ports. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's talk about new things. Let's talk about yeah. something new that's happening here with the common. What's going on? Yeah, um, kind of on that same note. Um, come summertime, come very very shortly. Uh, patio season is right around the corner, and we will have right behind where you're sitting. Yep. I'm looking over your like shoulder back there. because yep, construction is underway, and. Uh, we will be having uh, a bar outside, mm -hmm. um, and it will be the exact same as the common. It's basically the common two outside. Um, That's killer. So there will be twenty, the same twenty beers, the same twenty wines on tap, um, and then you can kind of just wander around wherever you like um, in in within this area. Um, but then there's also going to be a really beautiful seating area right. uh, different like a, a big harvest table like we have down in the common in the food hall um, but then also like some some high top tables some you know clustered seating and then I think in the fall time we'll have some fire pods out there and it'll just be cozy and nice and yeah you don't have to buy anything to enjoy it and that's the beauty of the forks in general how'd you guys pull this off seriously seems like a magic wand well um, the Forks is <laughs> well, <laughs> well Kevin. Uh, the Forks is a financially self-sufficient organization, mm -hmm. which means that basically we take the funds that um, we make through things like the sales at the Common, um, the revenue from parking, and then of course like leases and whatnot, and we roll that right back into programming at the Forks. So you'll see that come through in ways like the extension of uh, this patio. Mm -hmm. A fireworks show on New Year's Eve, uh, the Red River Mutual Trail in the wintertime, things that people love to come here to do. So we kind of see it as this whole positive feedback loop where we take the money, we do some interesting things, people come here, they spend the money, we take the money, we do some interesting things, and, and so it goes. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so when that opens, mm -hmm. we're going to come back. Yes. And we're going to have a beer, yes. and we're going to talk about it some more outside. Well, there's going to be 20 beers, so it'll be a so long So we're going to have 20 beers. That's and a, some wine. A challenge that I don't necessarily want to undertake, <laughs> but we can get a flight. Right. We can share. Okay. Yeah. That's perfect. Okay, so let's okay. high-five to outside comment. Okay. Perfect. Great. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. See that? I high-fived her for outside common. That's how good it is. It's awesome. It's Father's Day tomorrow. That's my suggestion. Take him to the common at the Forks. You know, it's going to be a decent day, maybe a bit of rain, maybe not. If it rains, go inside. If not, go outside and enjoy it. Enjoy your dad. Treat him right. I'll talk to you next week. This is 680 CJOB.